Hello, and welcome to Try Again with Jason Hughes. I am Jason Hughes, and this is my podcast where I talk about trying and failing and trying again, and then all of the barriers that prevent us from trying and how to overcome those. And today, I want to talk about how we seem to perceive emotions or or maybe misunderstand them. Um, we seem to have a misconception of emotions, which prevents us from processing them and, and experience them effectively and even expressing them effectively. So I kind of want to talk about some of that t- today, the way that we seem to understand emotions or, like I said, misunderstand emotions and how we can kind of flip that perception. And an example of how we seem to understand or misunderstand emotions is that I can think of. I remember when I was in middle school, a lot of guys, myself included, wore no fear t-shirts. So t-shirts that said no fear on them with this big exclamation point. And they had these you know, tough, scary eyes on them to show that we don't experience fear. And, uh, you know, no fear. We don't want to have any fear because we're guys. And which doesn't make a lot of sense because I was a 13-year-old boy. I had a lot of fear. Uh, As a matter of fact, I probably feared most things when I was a boy. And if I'm being honest, that probably hasn't changed a whole lot now that I'm an adult. I fear a lot of things, and but I wore this shirt because that's what I thought it was supposed to be. You know, guys aren't supposed to feel fear. We're not supposed to experience fear. We're, we're supposed to be tough. But uh, if you had ever seen me talk to a girl when I was that age, you would have seen a lot of fear. So we experience all kinds of emotions including fear, but we are kind of taught that it's almost like we're taught that emotions are things not to be felt. You know, we're told things like, uh, you know, don't worry. It's all right. Don't be sad. Don't be afraid. It's not that big of a deal. I just need to get over it. Don't cry. Or one thing that was one of my favorites was I'll give you something to cry about, which didn't make a lot of sense to me because it's like, I'm already crying, so you don't, I appreciate the offer, but you don't really need to give me anything to cry about, because I've already found something, so, uh, you know, you can just save that for another time when when I need something to cry about, because I've already got this right now, but we're taught that it's not okay to feel those things, you know, it's not okay to be afraid, it's not okay to be sad, it's not okay to cry, when all of these things are actually perfectly natural, if it wasn't, if we weren't supposed to feel those things, if it wasn't okay to feel those things, then we wouldn't feel them. They wouldn't be part of our body. Our body wouldn't produce emotions. Our body wouldn't produce tears. You know, our body knows what it's doing for itself. So we have to kind of trust that there's a reason for whatever it is that we're experiencing. But we don't do that. It's like the only acceptable emotion it seems like, is happiness. You know, if we're not happy, then 
we feel like there must be something wrong with us or whoever we're around. If, if they're not happy, there must be something wrong with them. And so we want to try to cheer them up or we want to try to make ourselves feel better. That seems to be the goal, like to make people feel better. You know, I want to feel better. I want to make them feel better. When my wife is talking to me about something that's bothering her, whether it's with work or, you know, people that she knows, whatever it might be, if if she's coming to me with something, then my initial instinct is to fix it. You know, it's like, I got to make her feel better. Well, she's not coming to me because she wants me to fix it. She's coming to me because she just needs to experience it. She just needs to vent. You know, there's nothing to be fixed. She doesn't have to feel better. She just needs to experience what she's feeling. And that's something that that we don't do. We don't just let each other and we don't let ourselves feel what's happening. We, again, it seems like the goal is we, or at least we feel like the goal, we think the goal is to feel better. When again, in reality, what we need to do is just learn how to feel. Uh, Just feel what we're experiencing. Let ourselves notice the emotions. Let ourselves be afraid. You know, maybe the shirt, instead of no fear, N-O, it should have been no fear, K-N-O-W. I know, that's really cheesy, and I'm sorry, but you're going to remember that now, and you're going to remember to let yourself know your fear, whatever you're feeling. And if you decided to turn this off right after I said that, I would completely understand. But if you are still listening then I will continue and and we'll see where this goes. So, uh, but I understand why we do this because this is a learned behavior. You know, I I think I mentioned in another podcast before, in another episode that I, I don't feel like our body makes mistakes. Our body knows what it's doing for itself. You know, they, our bodies uh, understand that, it, it needs to do what it needs to do for itself in order to protect itself, in order to survive, and in order to heal itself. Our body knows how to do that all by itself. You know, we just need to let it do that. And so if we feel something, we want to understand that there's a purpose, there's a function to that emotion. However, resisting the emotion, there's a function to that too. There's a reason that we feel like happiness is the goal and that that's the only acceptable emotion because it's a learned behavior based on the society that we live in, societal expectations, based on the environment that we grew up in uh, because maybe we have, maybe that has been the reaction that we've gotten whenever we've expressed our emotions, you know, when we have expressed our emotions, then the reaction has immediately been to, you know, stop the negative emotion and bring about a positive one. And, and it comes from a good place. Like, you know, just because somebody's trying to make us feel better, that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. You know, it's, these are well-meaning people. I know I do it. And, and I try to catch myself and just try to let the other person experience what they're feeling. But I, I still do it. You know, we're again, we're conditioned to believe that it's a learned behavior. So it might have been from a positive upbringing, 
uh, where we still learn that, like, it's okay, don't worry about it, you know, trying to make us feel better. It might have been a negative experience where we got yelled at for experiencing our emotions, but whatever it is, whenever we experience the negative emotion, then it was probably met with invalidation from well-meaning people and not so well-meaning people. Either way, it was invalidating. If I'm feeling sad and somebody tells me, oh, don't be sad, cheer up, you know, trying to make me feel better, that's still invalidating because I'm not... I'm sad right now and and I need to learn how to experience the sadness. I need to learn how to experience the fear. If if I get yelled at for crying, then I'm going to learn that crying is bad and that it's not okay to feel sad or afraid or upset. Whatever it is that's making me cry, I'm going to learn that that's not okay because I get punished for that. And so I'm going to try to suppress that whenever I experience it. And again, we learned that it's a protective, it's a survival thing. And and we start as babies. You know, as babies, we have to express our emotions in order to get our needs met. And as babies and toddlers uh, and young children, if that expression is met with invalidation, then we are going to learn to try to suppress or resist the emotions that we actually feel. Again, it's a protective thing. It's a survival thing. Uh, it's it can also be a trauma reaction. If if you know some of the reactions to trauma, of course, are fight, flight, or freeze. And if we're not able to fight our way out of a situation, and we we can't run away, we don't have anywhere to go, then the reaction will be to freeze. And when we freeze, all we're doing when we're trying to survive is is we're just trying to get through the moment. We're not thinking what's going to happen afterwards. We're not worried about any of that. Our body is just trying to survive right now. And sometimes the most effective way to do that is to desensitize itself from intense emotional experiences and physical sensations just to make the moment more tolerable. And if that's the trauma response to a situation and we don't allow ourselves to process and heal from whatever has happened, then we are going to go on reacting that way. And so whenever we experience an intense or uncomfortable emotion, then our body will continue to desensitize itself from that. So there's several reasons why we would react this way. Again, it's a learned behavior. I get it. I understand. It starts from when we are when we're babies and we have to, you know, naturally express what we're feeling so that we can get our needs met. As we get older, though, we figure out that we don't necessarily have to express our emotions in order to allow ourselves to experience them. We can experience what we're feeling without necessarily having to express it. Uh, and if, if that doesn't make sense to you, then think about it with, think about it instead of emotions as a physical sensation. So like this morning, I took my dog for a walk. It was like 25 degrees outside. So it was cold. I didn't need to tell anybody that I was cold in order to know that I was cold. I didn't need 
external validation from somebody. I didn't need to ask like, hey, are you cold? Uh, and to give them, have them give that feedback. I didn't need somebody else to tell me it was cold to understand that I felt cold or I didn't need to express that. I, I already knew that I was cold. I could feel it. And so once I understood that I was cold, I could do what I needed to do to function properly. You know, I put layers on. I did what I could. I was still a little cold, but it was more tolerable. And that's when we talk about coping with emotions. And I'll talk more about that. I'll talk about that a little bit here, but I'll talk more in future episodes about coping uh, with emotions. But when we talk about coping, it's just about making the emotion more tolerable. Because uh, we're not going to make it go away because, again, we feel it for a reason. Our body is is producing this emotion for a reason. And so the more we resist it, actually the more intense it's going to become. And we're going to experience it more intensely later. So we want to allow ourselves to experience it as it's happening. And so, but in order to function, we want to make it more tolerable. So I coped with the cold by making it more tolerable. I didn't tell anybody that I was cold. Well, I'm telling you now, but I didn't have to tell anybody. I'm choosing to tell you. And it's the same with our emotions. Once we allow ourselves to experience what we're feeling, then we can choose who we share that with. And I think sometimes we get experiencing our emotions and expressing our emotions mixed up, or at least we feel like they're synonymous with one another. That in order to experience our emotions or or to be vulnerable to them, then we have to express them to somebody else. And we don't want to do that because we've had negative experiences with that in the past, right? Where, you know, people have invalidated us, like I mentioned earlier. And, and so we don't want to express what we're feeling because of, of the pain that it's caused before. But what I'm telling you is that you don't have to express what you're feeling in order to experience it. You just have to notice it. You have to be aware of what you're feeling. It doesn't matter if the people around you know or not. You get to choose if, if that matters. You get to choose if that's important. But what is important is that you notice what you're feeling. So you want to pay attention to what you're feeling because, again, it's there for a reason. And your body needs to process it just like anything else that your body produces. Because emotions are just as much a physical part of us as they are psychological. So anything else physical that we experience, we need our body to process so that it it can heal from it or uh, learn the function of it. You know, if I need to use the bathroom, then it's better for me if I acknowledge that and then go when I'm able to instead of hold it. Because the longer I hold it, the more uncomfortable it's going to become. Same with our emotions. The longer we hold them and resist them, the more intense and uncomfortable they're going to become. So we want to allow ourselves to experience them as they're happening because, again, they serve a function. And a way to do this, it sounds simple and it, well, it is simple. It's very simple, but a lot of this stuff is, but it takes practice. And so it's simple in theory, but it's, it can be difficult in practice. And what it is, is just simply naming what you're feeling, just naming the emotion. That's, that's the first step 
in managing our emotions and learning how to manage them is just naming what it is you're feeling right now. Not trying to do anything with it. You're not trying to change it. You're not judging it. You're not saying, oh, this is stupid. I shouldn't feel this way or anything like that. You're just naming it and noticing it because you want to notice what you're feeling so that you can start processing it. So just take a moment. You can you can do this right now. You can practice this anytime. It doesn't just have to be with uncomfortable emotions. Uh, you know, just take a moment right now and I'll give you 10 seconds and just pay attention and name what you're feeling starting now. What did you notice? I can tell you something that I noticed was a little anxiety with the silence. <laughs> I I wasn't comfortable just not talking and, and leaving the and, and having the quiet going there, but I know there was a function to it. So so I noticed a little anxiety. I didn't have to do anything with it, just name it. Just notice what it is. Right now, now that I'm talking again, I'm I'm noticing more calm. I'm noticing more relax, relaxation. So just name what you're feeling. Just take a moment and tell yourself, I feel sad. I feel happy. I feel angry. I feel anxious. I feel afraid. I feel excited. Whatever it is, just name the emotion. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who I used to work with who she worked a lot with kids and, and was great with with kids and, and adolescents and and something that she would say to them uh, was you have to name it to tame it, which is a nice little rhyme that kids will remember. But I think it's helpful for adults, too. I've used that myself lots of times. You have to name it to tame it. So when you name the emotion, when you can name what you're noticing, then it doesn't necessarily make the emotion go away. But what it does is it can kind of cap the intensity because you're not resisting it anymore. You're noticing it now. So now your body can feel it properly. When you're resisting it, then it, it becomes, again, it becomes more intense because your body is trying to feel something. It's, it's doing it. So you need to allow it to do it. So just name it. Don't try to understand it yet. We'll get to that later. You don't have to understand it to notice it. So the first step is just simply naming what you're feeling. And when you do that, then you can start to become curious about the emotion. And that's when when you become curious about it, then you'll start to learn more. When you judge it and tell yourself, I shouldn't feel this way or this is stupid, then it it's not going to help because the emotion's not going anywhere. So just practice naming your emotion. Practice noticing what you're feeling because it's there for a reason. So I hope this is helpful. I hope this makes sense to you. If you have any questions or or comments or thoughts about anything you've heard, please feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at jasonhughes089 at gmail.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-H-U-G-H-E-S 089 at gmail.com. And feel free to reach out with, uh, with any inquiries or thoughts or comments that you have. I'd be happy to hear from you. So, uh, again, I hope this was helpful. I appreciate you listening. And if 
for some reason, this this didn't quite make sense. Um, like I said, reach out and I will try again next time. So thanks again for listening and I will talk to you later. Take care.